What's up, gang? Welcome to the show. <clears throat> excited to have you. Super excited about the show. A lot of big stuff coming up. Big earnings from a lot of big of our big companies that happened between last week's episode and now. Um, I'm excited to talk about that stuff. Tesla, Google, Apple. Also, Arc Big Ideas Report 2022 came out right before last week's episode. I was going to try to go through it and have it ready for last week's episode, but I just couldn't do it justice. But for this week, I went through the entire report and took diligent notes, and I will relay the pertinent information to you. But yes, comb through the report, all 132 pages. I thought it was 140. Let's say it felt like 140. No, it didn't really. It actually was a pretty quick read for 132 pages. A lot of, a lot of charts, a lot of graphs. Helps. But um, interesting. A lot of good stuff in there. We'll get to that. Before we do, uh, before we get into this episode in general, want to make sure we mention this will be our last episode that is sponsored by Artist Walking Apollo with their new album, You're My Pride and Joy, etc., out on Spotify, digital platforms everywhere, Apple Music, Amazon, you name it. We found out it was on Tidal, so that's cool. We mentioned, I mentioned a couple weeks ago if it would be on Tidal, Square-owned, Block-owned audio streaming service. Turns out it is, so that's cool. So make sure to check that out. Go ahead, listen to it on Spotify. I know they're specifically trying to get listens on Spotify, Big news for Spotify stock this week, by the way. Just in, I mean, the Rogan stuff, obviously, but really just the stock in general. I mean, just, they don't have, I think they're reporting earnings soon, but there were new buy ratings issued on it by some analysts. So let's go ahead and butter our bread for a second because we've, t- we've been talking about buying Spotify for a few weeks, a few months, actually. So it went down to like 164, like 170. I think the 52 week low is 164. But it went all the way down like in the 170s, I remember, last week, late last week. Now it's popping to over 200. And beyond is coming. I was like, it was funny that a ton of people, whatever you believe about the misinformation, the Rogan stuff, whatever, <clears throat> and the whole, the whole Spotify thing, but a lot of people who are on the anti-Rogan camp and the anti-Spotify camp are like, oh, we're taking it to Spotify. They lost all this market cap. They lost $2 billion in market cap this week. And we did it. It's like, you did it. Like, yes, this is a short-term hit. Yes, I'm not going to deny that. But it's not going to do anything in the long term for the growth of the company at all. Like, there's analysts issuing buy ratings on it. Like, two days after all this, like, everyone's trying to cancel their stuff. So, it's not going to affect the stock in the long term. If anything, use it as a buying opportunity. But... All these people were re- out rallying against Spotify, being like, oh, it's down. And it's like, dude, it wasn't even because of you. The market's been in a correction. Like, Tesla was down $58 billion last week. And they didn't say shit about the vaccines. So it's like, it had nothing to do with that. So people that don't follow the market were like, yeah, we're winning. And it's like, nah, it's just a general correction, dude. Because if you checked on Monday, I think the stock was up 12% yesterday. Recording this Tuesday evening. Um... Because we're always going to have episodes out on Wednesday. I'd like to have them out first thing Wednesday. So have them out like at midnight Wednesday. But if they're not, I'll just make sure they're always to you on Wednesday. So sometimes they'll come later in the day. Last week, we wanted to wait a little bit. 
and then I decided not to because I wanted to talk about I wanted to say what I wanted I wanted to say my piece about Tesla earnings before it was announced so I ended up recording it during the day this week I wanted to wait until afternoon on Tuesday whatever I don't know what I'm saying I'm just talking thinking out loud but glad I waited because Google announced some big news in after hours uh, today that we'll get to as well but before that I want to talk about Tesla because their earnings call was on Wednesday afternoon last week when this episode came out <clears throat> and so what I talked about last week was I knew that uh, Tesla was going to beat on earnings. One second. I need to get some water. Woo. Scratchy throat syndrome. I'm in a hotel in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Great city, by the way. I love Grand Rapids. It's awesome. But I'm already, <laughs> I've been in this hotel for like not even like five, six hours. And I'm already getting like the scratchy dry throat syndrome of the hotel. It sucks. I got it bad in St. Louis, man. I couldn't, I thought I had COVID. I couldn't taste for like five days. Maybe I did. I didn't get tested. I didn't go anywhere either, but I just really, it was my sinuses were all jacked up from the hotel. Like I was just, uh, I just took like some sinus medication. It cleared up after a few days, but everyone will think I had COVID. Eh, whatever. Maybe I did. <clears throat> my, my gate, like I said, I didn't get tested. I was just checking to see if I killed my old neighbor every day, you know? I got to knock out. All right. I guess I don't have it. He's still, he's still getting the paper. So anyways, let's talk about Tesla earnings from last week. What I kept saying, uh, like we said, they're going to be on earnings. We knew they were going to beat on all the earnings per share, the earnings beat. We, we kind of, we said all that because they beat on the delivery numbers. So we knew that following that was going to be record profit. That's what happened. And some interesting stuff. Uh, Elon was on the earnings call. I listened to it. Most of it. Um, he said some interesting stuff. So the, the one thing that I talked about would be the downfall to the stock or that would hurt the stock on this earnings report because they crushed on the numbers. But I said it would take a little bit of a hit if they said there was delays in some products or if there was like product news that was held up. So that did end up happening. The Cybertruck essentially is not going to be out this year. 2023, it's pushed back again because of supply chain holdups. And it's more than just a chip. It's a lot of supply chain stuff going into it. So that's why you're, you saw the stock take a bit of a dive after earnings took it took, took like a hundred bucks share right after so it was pretty pretty steep but again just take those as buying opportunities like i said on last week's episode it's like if that happens the only reason it's going to sink is if they say like there's a delay in some product that will negatively affect the stock but it'll always turn around it happens all the time so that's annoying it's frustrating and, and it is gonna it could affect the stock in 2022 you know, I still am a strong believer of Tesla. It's almost half my portfolio, but <clears throat> delaying products, you know, Tesla stock price is so high and it's going to keep going. But when they misstep, it takes big hits because those products were already priced into the stock. So that's why you're seeing that happen. I still think it's going to, it's going to be just fine because like Elon said on the, on the conference call, Tesla's going to comfortably grow above 50% for 2022. So to grow, to, for him to say that comfortably, who knows, 75%, 100%. They've been hitting 100%. So why not for 2022? Chips are better than last year, but still an issue. He was saying, he also, they didn't announce new factories, but Elon teased new factories being uh, announced towards the end of this year. So while there might not be new products being announced, 
if they announce that they're building a new Giga factory somewhere, that's going to be massive. And they are making their own battery cells now in Giga Austin and producing the Model 3 there, I believe. So while they're not making the Cybertruck, Giga Austin is still running and making their own batteries. So that's going to pump up, again, profits get better every quarter, deliveries get better every quarter. So that's going to keep happening. So that's why you're seeing Elon say the growth's going to be just fine. Another interesting thing he said, <clears throat> I don't know if it was him or the CFO, but regulatory credits are reducing in profit and they're actually at their lowest yet. So like I said, Tesla's posting record profit and regulatory credits are at their lowest in the history of the company. So last year, maybe even a year and a half ago, if you remembered, a lot of people would talk shit about Tesla and be like, oh, all they do is sell regulatory credits. They don't make any money from their cars. They just sell regulatory credits to other companies. If you don't know what regulatory credits are, uh, basically, <clears throat> if you come in under a certain like carbon footprint, essentially, if I'm to understand it correctly, you get a certain like tax credit. And if you get so many, you can sell those tax credits to other companies. And so that's what Tesla was doing. They had so many because they were an EV company with such high volume of, of uh, production that they had so many regulatory credits, they could sell them to other companies who weren't doing as well with that, Looks like Ford, GM, what have you. So they were making a ton of money doing that. And analysts were like, oh, they don't make money on cars. They just sell regulatory credits. Well, that turned out to not be true because they're posting their record profit with the low, lowest amount of regulatory credit contributing to profit so that's really awesome to hear uh, tesla insurance is offered in five states they're pushing to it <clears throat> to grow in quite a few more states this year um, their end of year goal they didn't say how many states but their end of the year goal was to have tesla insurance available to 80 percent of tesla owners so tesla now has superchargers everywhere the charging stations in every state so it's like for them to say that means that i guess they're gonna have an 80 percent of the country or really that probably means they're going to get New York soon. They're going to have to. If they're going to get 80% of Tesla owners, it's going to have to be New York. So uh, that's interesting. But they, he also said, like, once they once they folk finishing finish with insurance on the American market, they're going to focus on the European market, much like they did with EVs. Now, Tesla's the best-selling EV in this country. It's the best-selling, not just the best-selling EV in Europe, it's the best-selling vehicle in Europe. Same's holding true for Australia now, we're finding out. So it's so funny how you see all this negative news about Tesla a week ago going into earnings, and then a week later, you see all this positive stuff. So it's like when you've been on the stock for so long, you see the roll, the carousel a little more, a little easier. So you can kind of, it's a little more predictable. So that's why when you see these things, you can take those opportunities. Uh, so again, no new products for Tesla in 2022. They're no longer, at the time, at the current moment, they're not pursuing the $25,000 EV, probably because it's not profitable. And they just are making too much money with their more expensive models. So why go for something cheaper? They will make that $25,000 model eventually, just not at the moment. But Elon said that full self-driving will be done this year. And it's the biggest profit driver for Tesla. Now, we'll talk about that more in the ARC Big Ideas report. Because they talked a lot about autonomous driving and the addressable market that it will create. It basically kind of validates what Elon's saying. How self-driving is going to be the biggest driver of profit for Tesla. Then he went on to say also how the AI robot will probably be a bigger driver of revenue than even the vehicles. So that's kind of interesting and scary. But like I said, they made the Tesla robot a size that you could kick its ass. So even if it goes rogue and wants to kill us all, it's at a size that you could beat it up. You know, you can roundhouse it. That's nice. A robot that can help you on the house and you can kick its ass if it goes, you know, south, if it gets a little attitude. So that's good. <clears throat> um... 
I think that's all I had for the Tesla earnings call. So a lot of interesting stuff, a lot of good stuff. Um, <clears throat> the the damning thing simply was no no new products, no Cybertruck this year. But they're still going to make, they're going to produce record number of vehicles. And like we keep saying, profit will follow that. And again, before I get in the, uh, the big ideas report, let's talk about Alphabet, Google, Google stock reporting of earnings after the bell and amazing news let's just pull it up here google stock earnings uh i'm trying to do this with one hand so i don't have my microphone holder because i'm on the road so i don't bring the microphone holder with me because it's a cumbersome thing to put in a suitcase for recording one episode excuse me all right here we go Quarter four twenty, they beat earnings per share by twelve and a half percent. Beat revenue by four five percent. Let's see if let's break those numbers down. All the stuff just keeps saying. I'm trying to find what their actual revenue was. Let's see. They're just saying okay. They just keep talking about how the the stock split, which we'll get to. That's the biggest news about. Oh, whatever. I'm not finding it. It's a lot. Let's just say that it's a lot. <laughs> they just keep talking about how Apple could get, or not Apple, about how it could get added to, about how Alphabet could get added to the Dow Jones. Okay, this is really annoying. This is why we need a producer for this podcast. Let's see. Revenue. Okay. Why don't they put it on? We're also just seeing how google finance isn't helping here oh found it wow that was i just had to click on one button i'm an idiot my bad i should have trusted wow i apologize google i should have trusted in your in your service more but anyways they beat on revenue by five percent beat on earnings per share by 12 and a half like i said revenue was expected at 71.8 billion and it was 75 billion dollars for the quarter I know that was a largely driven by obviously ad revenue and YouTube. YouTube's going to keep growing. YouTube is still, I f even though it's growing like crazy, like YouTube is still in its infancy. We've been talking about that. One thing we talk about is how uh, <clears throat> if you were to break off YouTube from Google, it's worth about as much as Netflix. YouTube's making as much money as Netflix now, which is nuts. It's just a part of Google. So, but the big news with Google, they're finally splitting the stock and it's doing a 20 to one split. Holy shit. And I believe that split goes into effect in July. So you got time. But we've talked about Google for a while. Like I treat it like an ETF. I talked about the FANG stocks and then add Microsoft to that. But I talk about like if you have nothing else to buy, if you have no idea what you want to buy, just buy Amazon, Apple, Google, stuff like that. I don't own Facebook and I don't own, I think it's only one. I have Netflix in a separate account. But like, uh, and I would say throw Microsoft in that one. I don't own Microsoft. But you can throw Microsoft in there. Like buy all those companies. Like people who are less a active and aggressive in their investments. I always say it's like don't even worry about like like don't worry about ETFs or money markets. Just buy Google stock and buy Apple stock and forget about it. They're going to do better than money man like money market ETFs. Forget all that shit. Just buy Google stock and Apple stock and just don't look at it. You'll be fine. And this is just further proving that. I mean. Google posting record revenue um, stock is up like 9% and change in after hours over $3,000 a share $250 in after hours. I think this is also just like as we're coming out of this like correction a little bit, we started to find the bottom. And I think these earnings are really starting to save this correction because it's like I felt like and I kept saying it for multiple episodes how the, the tech 
sell-off was overdone. It's like they're still posting record revenue. Like, I don't care what the fuck's going. I don't care what you're saying in the news. Like they're 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 making mind-blowing amounts of money. So I know the stock price is high, but look at their it's it's backed by real revenue. It's not like it's backed by nothing. It's backed by records. So it's like yeah. It's going to keep happening. Amazon's still supposed to report this week. It'd be nice to see them report the same and also do a stock split. That'd be great. I've been buying up Amazon during this correction as well. So that'd be awesome. We'll see. Regardless, great stocks to own. Alphabet doing the 20 to 1. That'll be awesome. Also, they're talking about how Alphabet could be added to the Dow Jones Industrial Index. So that'd be crazy. Kind of paving the way to have these big tech companies doing the join join the dow jones so you know apple's already in there but if you throw alphabet in there that'd be pretty i mean that's that'd be pretty great pretty remarkable um so that was the big news after hours today keep buying that google uh it's a no-brainer it's like in that same level of apple and uh yeah apple apple google or never never sells i would say tesla's never sell as well uh and for sure for at least the next five to ten years but it's still not proven after that i think it'll be just fine but as far as alphabet you know google and, and, and apple are concerned they're never sells just buy it don't even worry about the price just buy it hold on to it and also apple reported earnings after the bell or um not after the bell yeah after the bell on thursday last week uh so i forget if it was thursday or wednesday but it was after we recorded the episode and again Apple posted record revenue. Stock jumped up quite a bit after it reported. Um, okay. I just got a weird notification from Microsoft about a sign-in. I don't even like have Microsoft. Interesting. Um, but back to Apple. Apple posted... Record revenue for the last quarter, 123.9 billion. So let's say 124 billion. That's crazy. 124 billion dollars <laughs> revenue in one quarter. That's insane. Just to put it in perspective, we talk about which I love Square stock. Square's worth like not even 100 billion dollars. So they made more than the entire market cap of Square in one quarter in revenue. Just to show you how powerful and large Apple is. They beat analyst estimates for sales in every product category except iPads. Go figure. I mean, everyone I know has an iPhone and bought a new iPhone and during the Christmas time period. So <laughs> it's crazy. Um, again, never sell. Another one didn't report earnings. Oh, no, it did. It reported a few weeks ago, uh, but it was we said how it was oversold. Netflix, Bill Ackman this week, I think on Monday, announced that he bought a billion dollars after the sell off. Netflix went from like 370 a share. Now it's pushing like 450 a share. So it went on quite a quite a tear after that announcement. Following Bill Ackman's um, announcement, there was also new upgrades on Netflix by Citigroup and I think a few others coming out. Kind of just saying what I've been saying as well about how it was just kind of the reaction the the selling was overdone where it's like, Hey, yeah, you're going to get slower sub growth, but you're still a dominant player in streaming, which is a, a great business and still has room to grow. And you're, like I said, you're, you, you might have less subscriber growth, but you're, you're going to have 
you're make you're charging more money now. So it's gonna like I'm telling you, if they're gonna have an earnings beat, they're gonna off like they're gonna have less subs, but they're gonna have more people paying people paying more money for it. So it's gonna work out, It'll be just fine. All right, let's get into the big ideas report. We spent almost too much time talking about earnings, but those were just some good ones. So let's get into the big ideas. If you don't know what the big ideas report is, Ark Invest, Kathy Woods flagship, not flagship fund. That's her Ark Innovation fund, but Kathy Woods. Um, her company, her investment firm, Ark Invest, they have, I forget how many billions of dollars under management. It's a lot, right? And Kathy Wood famously made the Tesla call uh, pre, pre its run in 2020 and a, a lot of other things. Um, but they do a big ideas report every year. Last year it was exciting. And it, this, this report was similar to last year's. I still have last year's on my computer as well. But... I like that they kind of like you can see how they're doing they're they're kind of getting more detailed in their research between last year and this year. Like the numbers are getting more are getting a little clearer. So, and one of my complaints, not complaints if I have any negative criticism with ARCs, I think sometimes they can be too lofty in their estimations, but going through this report, even if they're kind of right or like half right, we're talking massive growth even from where we're at, where we're at right now. So let's go through this. They kind of focus on like five major industries that they're putting a lot of their money in, but they focus on innovation. Um, so those industries that they're really focused on are genomics, crypto assets, digital wallets, electric vehicles, robotics, artificial intelligence, that kind of thing. Um, so let's go through a few of these. The first one... First one that they went, we want to go through, artificial intelligence. Now, ARK Invest thinks that AI innovation could increase nearly tenfold to more than $100 trillion in equity market cap by 2030. Layman's terms, that's $100 million worth of stocks in companies tied to artificial intelligence by 2030. So, pretty insane. And the reason for that is, obviously, we see AI used more and more in our everyday life. Um, that's a no-brainer. But why... Uh, it's kind of scary as to why it's a little spooky. You know, AI is getting cheaper to develop. For a long time, it was so expensive. It's getting a little bit cheaper, and it's actually going down quite rapidly, percentage-wise, in cost to develop. So AI training costs are declining quite rapidly. So GPT-3, which is a deep learning AI, dropped 65% from 2015 to 2020, and that's expected to keep going down over the next 5 to 10. So... With those lower AI costs, you're now going to see more people displaced. Unfortunately, more worker more worker displacement because of artificial intelligence. And we're talking more than just like robots putting car parts on a car in a factory. We're talking like AI taking over like software development jobs and accounting jobs and office jobs. You know, because AI is more than just you know robots doing grunt work. You know, deep AI can teach itself stuff kind of almost like a human brain in a way where it can like learn and get better like coding those ai that can code so it's kind of creepy um but automating worker saves on labor cost so arc express arc invest expects ai hardware and software companies to scale at 50 percent annualized rate to 2030 so it's going to take um, AI companies from a 2.5 trillion dollar addressable market to 87 trillion dollar in 2030 
And what's scary here is AI artificial intelligence will increase the output of knowledge workers by 140% by 2030. So like I said, that knowledge workers being accountants, lawyers, office office administrators, software developers, more now you know knowledge workers more than just hey i'm putting a, a part on a car um like we talked about some of those those deep ai programs open ai an open ai program called codex can already compute 37 percent of coding tasks so that's pretty spooky like you can basically tell it to like you know put something on a screen like i think one of the examples they put was like a red ball on a screen and you can tell the program like to animate the ball in certain ways and it can teach itself how to do that um let's see last note here as a result uh spending on global artificial intelligence software and hardware could be more than triple the consensus expectation by 2030 so all of this stuff you know ai um the biggest company that I invest in or that I feel like you should be invested in tied to AI is I have NVIDIA. Other companies that are good at it, like we talk about Google, Amazon, Adobe, also great, Microsoft. But I like an NVIDIA for artificial intelligence. They're doing a lot of the self-driving programs, um, building the chips for that. So um, big, big holding there. Uh, moving on to the next one, digital consumers. So basically, they're with digital consumers are talking about socializing, playing, and purchasing online. So that whole market is supposed to grow at 18% compound annual growth for the next five years, going from $1.8 trillion today to $4.1 trillion to 2026. Uh, the reason they think this is because global allocation of free time, online versus offline, will switch over by 2030. So essentially, basically what that means is you will voluntarily voluntarily be spending more of your free time online than not. That'll be switched over in 2030. At the moment, we spend more of our free time offline than we do online, but that'll be switched 2030, which is crazy. That's why it's going to blow that that mar- that uh, addressable market from 1.8 trillion to 4.1 trillion. When we talk about social media platforms. There are six platforms globally that have more than a billion active users. And there's 29 platforms that have more than 100 million users. I had no idea there were 29 million platforms, not 29 million, 29 platforms with over 100 million users. So, you know, like the big ones like TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, what, Snapchat. I don't know what the sixth big one would be. I'm sure someone out there knows it, but the other 29, like what? I didn't, it's like parlor. Is that like, there's 29 of those kind of things, like other weird social media. Cause all these other social medias are usually like people that got all banned off of Facebook for something. And they're like, Hey, let's go over here, you know, and spend, spread our message. So that's crazy. There's 29 of those. But global digital advertising is 62% of all advertising now. Just crazy. I mean, it should be 100%. Who the fuck's still buying billboards? What are you? What are you, an insane person? I get it if you're like in Times Square, or like in a trendy part of LA, and you're trying to, it's like a TV show. But other than that, what are you buying a billboard for? You out of your goddamn mind? Spend that money on targeted Google ads, you psychopath. It's insane. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, don't understand that at all. Um, and even that, yeah. 
tied to that global digital advertising uh, stat, 62% of all advertising market, ARK Invest believes that that number will continue to grow at 11% compound annual over the next eight years. So yeah, it eventually will be 100% before we know it. So it's going to get there over the next eight years. <laughs> uh, and social commerce growth social commerce gross merch value to grow at compound annual growth of 41% over the next five years. So influencers are going to get more annoying. That's what that means. Cause unfortunately it works. Hate to say it, but it works. How often do we scroll through Instagram and buy something? Maybe not because of, you know, a specific influencer, but somebody or some sort of ad, whether if it was an influencer if it's not an influencer, it's a sponsored ad, whatever. It's still marketing dollars just being spent one way or the other. So you're going to see a huge shift to people buy. I mean, it's already happening. People buying more and more online, but more and more buying online through social media. So, and this is also why I like companies like Shopify because Shopify integrates that into their platform. Um, but this is also why you see Arc going so heavy into video game platforms because video games are becoming more of the new social platforms and where you can just generate a lot of revenue you know i know arc is big on roblox i know kathy Wood was big on skills and kept buying it i don't know how many shares they still have but they've been big on that so going into that video game world we talked about microsoft buying activision blizzard they get it too there's a lot of money to be made there so they get it all right moving on next big topic digital wallets we know kathy wood's big on square just like me so this is actually a really exciting one. I knew a lot of these because we did a YouTube video of Cash Pineapples about Square and FinTech. And it kind of, we addressed a, a few of these things. So digital wallets are supposed to grow to compound annual growth rate of 69% uh, over the next five years, going from $100 billion in market cap to a $5.7 trillion uh, in the US, in the United States. So $100 million worth of digital 100, 100 million 100 billion dollars of digital wallets in the united states to 5.7 trillion in the u.s over the next five years so um and then globally they expect it to grow even more so digital wallets are going to grow in the united states at a compound rate of 69 percent annually globally it's going to be 78 percent so you're just going to and that's because when I mean, you think about that that makes sense there's more people in in lesser developed parts of the world that don't have bank accounts but have cell phones and smartphones so you they might not have brick and mortar banks but they have a smartphone so if you have a smartphone you can have a bank account now so a lot of these fintech companies are realizing and developing so that's why you see that little bit extra growth rate on the global side uh, digital wallets have officially passed cash globally there's more money held in digital wallets than cash square and paypal have more active users than jp morgan this is something we talked about in the cash pineapples video Square has 74 million users on Cash Cash App. PayPal has 82 million on Venmo versus 60 million total on JP Morgan. Now, Square and PayPal did this in what, five to 10 years, like 10 years? It took JP Morgan 30 years and like five acquisitions, I believe. So you're just seeing how much they can grow. I mean, further, you can see how quickly did, uh, FinTech can grow because FinTech companies like Square and PayPal, Robinhood, Coinbase, whatever, they can generate new customers a lot quicker and a lot cheaper than a conventional bank. So traditional banks, it costs about $750 to $2,500 on average per customer nationwide because you're rolling in like your labor cost and your really your brick and mortar, the cost of a bank. They're nice buildings in nice parts of the town 
And not only that, they have to be super secure and reinforced. And there's a lot of coding, um, like certain like building codes that go with banks that make them a lot more expensive than a regular building. So <clears throat> you see that massive cost versus so a new customer seven hundred fifty dollars to twenty five hundred dollars on average for a bank versus fintech cost about a dollar to acquire a new customer. I mean that's crazy in comparison. And then if you if also, you know, they threw in there with the monetization with Web 3.0, as Web 3.0 comes in, you're going to see digital wallets up ramp in monetization with Web Web 3.0 monetization. Web 3.0 basically, if you don't know what that is, it's essentially making the entire internet a, the entire internet a blockchain. From what I can understand, <laughs> it's blockchaining everything: your data, your your Facebook, your everything is a blockchain. So that you own everything online and no one can sell your data and blah, blah, blah. That's Web 3.0 from what I can believe at this moment. Um, so what a better time to talk about what this next subject tied to Web 3.0, Bitcoin. Let's talk about Bitcoin. We saw a lot of articles from Kathy Wood about how Bitcoin could exceed a million dollars by 2030. That, of course, was coming from this ARK Invest Big Ideas Report 2022. In this report, they said that Bitcoin could exceed $1 million by 2030. Long-term holders are at an all-time high. There are a half million addresses that hold 13.5 million Bitcoin. Now, remember, I believe it's only 21 million Bitcoin, right? Total. Mathematically, it's a meter to run out at 21 million. So that means long-term holders are more than half of Bitcoin holders now. So well over half already. Transfer volume has increased 463% in 2021. That's crazy. And surpassed Visa's payment volume last year. I remember seeing a couple articles that's been circulating. You're seeing more transfer, more volume on Bitcoin than Visa. They're attracting more and more institutional interest. That's obvious. There's actually, let's go over the top 10. This was interesting. The top 10 public holders of Bitcoin. Let me just pull it up. I screenshotted it on the phone here. Bam, here it is. Top 10 largest publicly disclosed Bitcoin holders. Let's start from 10. So number 10 is Galaxy Digital. They hold 16,400 Bitcoin. Now, if you don't know who Galaxy Digital is, I, I know that they are, I believe the CEO is Mike Novogratz. Mike Novogratz is a big uh, proponent for Bitcoin, big Twitter guy on CNBC, always talking about crypto and Bitcoin. He was actually on an episode of Billions, a couple episodes. Maybe was it one episode or two? At least one episode of Billions. We love Billions here on Showtime. So Galaxy Digital, number 10. Number nine, the Tezos Foundation, 17,500 Bitcoin. Number eight, ETC Group Bitcoin ET, ETP, 17,976 Bitcoin. Then we go up to 31Q or 3IQ, CoinShares ETF. They have 22,000 Bitcoin. Number six, Purpose Bitcoin ETF, 24,000 Bitcoin. Number five, our favorite, Tesla. It is on their, I guess it says type, it's on their balance sheet. That's great. Uh, you're seeing a lot of these corporate companies have it on their balance sheet. Tesla, number five, with 42,902 Bitcoin. Number four, CoinShares XBT provider, 48,466 Bitcoin. Then it jumps up to some of the big boys. Number three, MicroStrategy, CEO, of course, Michael Saylor, 121,044 Bitcoin. Number two, Block.1, they have 140,000 Bitcoin. And number one, not surprisingly, Grayscale Bitcoin Trust, more than all of them, 
More than all of them combined, actually. More than I just even by looking at it. I can do the math in my head, and it's not hard math. Grayscale Bitcoin Trust, number one, has more than all the other combined at 654,200 Bitcoin. How much is that worth? 64,200? Wait, is that right? 64? No, not 64. 654,200. 654,200 times Bitcoin's about 38,500. Oh my lord. It's 25 billion dollars in Bitcoin. <laughs> Jesus. That's awesome. So those are the top 10 largest. So you're just seeing it's obviously more and more institutional interest is coming. Those are the top 10 publicly held, but you're just seeing again, more and more people are are wanting it on they're wanting exposure to Bitcoin in their portfolio. Institutional investors and retail investors. Bitcoin mining is a multi-billion dollar industry. Go figure. Not surprising there. Again, NVIDIA and AMD, good companies to be invested in for Bitcoin mining. $16.7 billion was generated in Bitcoin mining in 2021. That's a crazy amount. Um, they mentioned how Bitcoin mining encourages the electric, uh, encourages using electricity from renewable, re- renewable sources. Now, that is good. I don't know how much they're actually doing that at this point. But it is coming. That is that does, that does make a, a reasonable argument. And again, Bitcoin mining, I know, is not green, but neither is mining cash or gold. Not mining cash. Printing cash, mining gold. Mining gold is not very green either. Have you seen those things? Those massive drills and shit. And like I said, you know, printing cash is not green either. Um, but I do still think that Bitcoin is in its infancy. And because of institutional investors, ARK Invest thinks the same thing. When you look at the major asset classes, the market cap of major asset classes, so those being real estate, bonds, the money supply, equities, aka stocks, gold, and Bitcoin. So you look at that, the global real estate market's about $225 trillion. The global bond market, $124 trillion. The global money supply is about $123 trillion. The global equity market, Stocks, $106 trillion, gold, $10 trillion, Bitcoin, $1 trillion. So Bitcoin's only a tenth of gold at this point. That's crazy. ARK thinks that by 2030, Bitcoin will have a market cap of $28.5 trillion. So that's a almost a 29x from here. So with that being said, that would that, and at that point, that would be the billion dollar. That's how they're getting to that billion dollar calculation by 2030 they think that institutional investors will push the cap up to 20 almost 29 trillion over the next eight years so and again this is where i say like is that lofty yes arc tends to do that but even if they're even if they're half wrong half million and that's very doable if you look at the finance the financial industry and how much buzz there is around bitcoin not just buzz, but like actual interest and actual investment. And, you know, it's just, and we talk about the amount of, I mean, every week we've talked about this, the amount of investment going in behind the technology and the people behind it. So it's kind of like, I don't want to say too big to fail, but we're getting there. We'll knock on some wood on that. Alongside Bitcoin, they talked about Ethereum and um, uh, like decentralization Ethereum was interesting. A couple of notes here on Ethereum. Uh, let's see. 
because of uh, increased network transaction, network activity, it's pushed the Ethereum transaction fees higher than Bitcoin. So that's going to be a real push for layer two. Layer two is, uh, I, I'm not a, a crypto nerd, but I guess it essentially is going to make the transactions a lot faster for Ethereum. So with layer two, they're going to, Ethereum is going to be able to go from 15 transactions a second to 100,000 transactions per second. I don't know what kind of multiply that is, but that's insane. So essentially, that'll that'll get the the fees back down to normal. Um, but just in general, not just a, aside from Ethereum, stable coins in general have increased five times in 2021. Stable coins, simply just any crypto that's tied to U.S. dollars. So that's increased five x in 2021. Um, and Ethereum, they talk about too. Ethereum being kind of getting pushed a lot is because Ethereum is being used as the preferred collateral for NFTs. If you're in the NFT market, which I'm not, I do think that NFTs are going to serve something in the future. I look at more of, is it like, um, kind of like a, like a membership thing. Like, like, like everything will just be like an NFT. It's like, like your gym membership will be an NFT. Your like tickets will be NFTs. Your, your house key could be an NFT. You know what I mean? Like that's how I see NFTs being the future of it's just like, secure blockchain you just blockchain everything and yeah it could be it's digital art obviously that's where it's it's growing now but i just see nfts as like a simple application to me would be like like for example the full send guys if you're on you i'm not on watch youtube but i follow some of the full send guys just because it's inspiring to see some of the grips not the grips but the hustles that they do and some of the stuff they do i i i follow them for business their business acumen because yeah they're they're crazy drunks but they're also like yo man you don't get that big and make that kind of money without knowing what you're doing and so yeah they're party guys and and kind of crazy but they know what they're doing and so i follow them for that reason but they had an nft like a, a full send nft meta card or something like that and essentially they're doing all these events where they you know these people that have these limited limited edition like there's only 10,000 of them i think something like that so if you have one of these meta cards you can get into their events and so i see that immediately i'm like okay well that would replace every ticketing event ever you could just use an nft to get into any concert any sporting event and then those tickets couldn't be you know it'd be so much harder to um, you know, for resellers to get them or to, you know, to be easier to transfer them, more secure. So that's what I see. I see like real world applications to NFTs, uh, but the technology behind it. And like, again, they talk about Ethereum being the, the collateral used to buy NFTs. That's what's pushing it so high. And if you do buy an NFT, it's with Ethereum. Um, I don't know why that was true, but that seems what it's been. So, but that because of that being the preferred collateral of NFTs, ARK Invest sees ethereum capturing a capturing a large portion of that 123 trillion dollar global money supply so they didn't get on a price target for what they think is going to happen with ethereum but again that's all going to be driving it up obviously let's see if we go through web 3.0 quickly i think we kind of already talked about it all your shit would be on the internet blockchain nft nft monthly unique buyers increased this year by nearly eight times and they talked about this but like Web 3.0, one of the like things they were talking about was like it could save you money because like if you buy digital clothing, you never have to replace it. You have to replace your regular clothes. You can buy digital clothes and they never deteriorate or like, you know what I mean? Like you have to replace it. And I was like, yeah, that's true. But what's that mean? That like my actual body's just sitting in like my apartment, my pod in my sweatpants and a t-shirt, just like buying 
digital clothes for myself, but I, my my actual self looks like a slob in a like, dirty T-shirt and sweatpants at home. Like, what's the, what's the point of all this? Like, what's the, I, I get what you're saying, but then where am I if I'm just buying digital clothes for myself and not actual clothes? I mean, I guess we spent the last couple of years locked inside. We got to build our future online, but damn, it's a little weird. <laughs> But they do think, uh, let's see, by 2025, offline expenditures will peak and more money will be generated online. Most money will be generated online. So that's in what, three years? That's pretty interesting. Um, so another couple topics. They have two more that we talked about uh, that we want to talk about. Genomics and then electric vehicles and autonomous driving. So I didn't really go into the genomics thing. I did a cash pineapples on it. There is a lot of potential there, but it's a risky business. It's I don't I'm not big on medical. I'm not big on medical stocks for a couple of reasons. They're high risk, high reward. Ethically, I don't like them. I don't like that med- medicine's a business in this country or any country, but specifically this one. So I don't like investing in for that. Also, like I said, they often hinge on like big news that may or may not happen. Like oh we have the cure for this, so we're gonna we're gonna gene edit this, and we have this treatment coming, and it's like even with the genomics thing, like, yeah, I see it happening, but it's like, dude, abortion every year gets, may or may not come back in this country or not, you know, it's here, but might, might be out. I mean, Texas, it's like, good luck. Right. So it's like in this country, we're, we're barely getting abortion through and you think we're going to have gene editing. I mean, sure. I get the technologies there, but good luck getting anyone to use it and pass it. And it's also a dangerous precedent. Like, yes, you can use it for good. That's always how things start, but where does it end? You know, it starts with being like, hey, we can make people hear again. We can make deaf people hear. We can make the blind see. We can cure these crazy, crazy, you know, ailments. <clears throat> but then it ends with how much do you want to pay to have your kid be 6'9 and get a scholarship to Duke basketball? Right? <laughs> like, that's where it ends. Like, I don't know. I don't know if I wanted to go that down that road. So, I don't really... And there, just, and there wasn't... The growth numbers weren't that exciting, if you want to go through the genomic stuff more you can but i don't want to get too boring into this i want to talk about evs and then get the hell out of here so and again go for genomics some i have some close friends who are big into it big investors into it i do see the future in it but it's like i just think you're better off with like the ai investing and blockchain technology and electric vehicles and cyber you just and like online you know uh, e-commerce and, and cybersecurity style. Like, I just feel like there's better money elsewhere. So that's why I'm not going to go into it as much also for that reason as well. So let's get to EVs. A lot of this stuff is not, not going to come as a surprise for us, us Tesla fans. So uh, ARK Invest expects EV sales to increase eight times to 40 million units in 2026. So that's what, only a couple years away from now. Battery costs, much like AI costs, uh, AI training costs are declining at a similar clip quite rapidly so batteries are getting cheaper and cheaper and more and more powerful so ev prices should undercut gas vehicles by 2025 that's a crazy stat i don't know how true that could be i do think they will eventually undercut gas vehicles i actually said it last week's episode i was like eventually they're going to be cheap evs aren't a lot of parts once they get those batteries cheaply made and they can make these at scale with you know for cheap better margins you're going to see the price drive down quite a bit. There's way less parts involved, less engineering. It's just the tech is expensive right now. The batteries are expensive right now, but those are all coming down. So I do see that. Will it happen as fast as 2025? ARC thinks so. I don't know, but hey, I could be wrong. 
either way, it's happening. So um, it's just nice to see them kind of thinking of the same line and realizing that. Because, like, yeah, there's less parts. Battery costs are eventually going to come down. Boom, boom. Um, and then, of course, no surprise, EV sales grew over 100% in 2021. That'll probably be the same for 2022, if not even more, because there should be more supply of them. Excuse me, available. And now autonomous ride hailing, basically self-driving. This is what Elon Musk on the earnings call last week talked about being the biggest driver of revenue for Tesla going forward. Just a pretty lofty thing to say, but it makes sense. Let me go through some of the numbers here. So according to ARC, what they're saying is that autonomous ride hailing could add $2 trillion in profits to companies by 2030. The ride hailing demand will create an $11 trillion addressable market. Because autonomous ride hailing, once it gets down to 25 cents a mile, that's what they're saying is basically what people pay now is about 25 cents a mile to use their vehicle. So once autonomous ride hailing gets down to that cost, it's like, why not have someone else drive you or, you know, an autonomous vehicle drive you for the same cost of owning a vehicle. So currently ride hailing is about $2 a mile on average, you know, Lyft, Uber, what have you, because you got to pay for, you know, a human, right? And their car. But once we get autonomous ride hailing, that's going to drive way down to 25 cents a mile. And that's where you're going to see the, the that market go through the roof. Because it's like, what's your time worth? That's what Elon always says. So a lot of people say, it's like, what's your time worth? You know, it's like, and like cars are getting crazy expensive. An average car is 40 grand. The average new car price is 40,000 fucking dollars. So it's like, I mean, do you learn to outlay that kind of cash? From a business standpoint, it doesn't make sense. Put 40 grand in the stock market. Just take a damn lift for 25 cents. If 40 grand in the stock market, you buy yourself a new car after a few years. Just let it ride. Pun intended. Uh, they also mentioned about autonomous ride hailing that autonomous trucks are likely to be more cost effective on average than rail. That's pretty crazy stat, too. Because you're going to have those autonomous trucks are obviously going to be EVs, too, like Tesla. So. I don't know if you've known much about the Tesla semi truck, but one thing they can do is they can do like this. I forget what mode it's called, like follow mode or something like that. But basically, a bunch of Tesla semis can kind of drive on the highway together and kind of like a follow the leader pattern, almost like trucks on a highway. <laughs> almost like it sounded really stupid. Almost like trucks on a highway. It is trucks on a highway. Almost like a train on a highway. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> almost like trucks on a highway. It is literally trucks on a highway. But no, it'd be like having each semi truck being like a train car on the rail. So, and that make and and also they'd be doing. I would imagine like like in the future, the near future, you can see like a lot of the highways at night are just going to be like a line of Tesla semi trucks just driving down the street. <laughs> Because why not drive them all at night when there's less traffic and just have them all tra tail each other? Also, they talked about how robot delivery is coming, drone delivery is coming. Robot delivery could lower costs by 6x, convert over paid labor. Basically, what they're talking about there is like Instacart and stuff like that. Again, what's your time worth? A lot of what they're realizing, all these tech companies are realizing, companies like Instacart are realizing that a lot of people would rather pay to have someone go get their groceries for them. Like, hey, man, yeah, I'd rather pay you 50 bucks to go get it because it's going to take me an hour. And I'd rather pay 50 bucks and spend an hour of my time. A lot of people, it's a lot of, a lot, a lot of the world lives in that. You know, a lot of people are like, damn, I'm not paying 50 bucks for someone to go get my groceries. I'll go get my groceries myself. 
but there's obviously a ton of people that are willing to pay that price. And so it's interesting because it's like, I'm conflicted on that because I think it's kind of shitty. I used to do a bit about this where it's like Uber was like the start of like just legal slavery where it's like you're just underpaying these like poor people that are like down on their luck who have to get like a gig job. But like, no, you can make your own schedule and like we'll pay you a few bucks. And it's like, yeah, but then you're just you're having all these people work for like less than minimum wage to like be your bitch. Like essentially, if you're a wealthy person, you can have someone do anything for you with like Task Rabbit, you know, Uber Eats, DoorDash instacart you have all these people that are down on their luck taking care of you (laughs) via an app and getting paid like shit with no benefits so i get that this is creating a a, a market and 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 money and all that but from a moral standpoint it's also kind of weird where it's like yeah but you're creating you know a shitty job but i guess instacart's it's going to be and again that job's the next one to go out you don't think a robot can do that job in the next 10 years probably just like Uber drivers and semi-truck drivers. And according to the artificial intelligence research, literally everyone else by 2030, what, 140% <laughs> more displaced workers by that rate, by that year? I think that's what it was. Let me double check. AI will increase the output of knowledge workers by 140% by 2030. Yeah, we got it. It's all coming. It's scary and insane and dystopian. But hey, the more dystopian the company, the better their investment they probably are. So when you go through this ARK Invest big ideas report, you see why they're putting a lot of money in the companies that they are. So when I go through, I see why I have some, like, I'm glad that I have a lot of the ones that I do that are tied to these. You know, I'm trying to think of what companies would be good in each of these like categories in each of these spaces we talked about ai adobe amazon apple google microsoft nvidia digital consumers obviously facebook i don't own facebook stock but i've talked about how it's a great stock to own they're going to do just fine social media revenue uh shopify being a great one to own in that space i i own shopify etsy is a good one i don't own etsy but that's a good one in that space digital wallets of course square paypal don't need to look much further yeah, you can do Coinbase or Robinhood, but they're one-trick ponies to me. Square and PayPal do a lot more than them. I've talked about this at nauseum. Go that route. Uh, what else would be a digital wallet? That'd be a good one. I guess you could go a firm because it's so beaten down right now. But why? Just get Square. They just the Afterpay deal has officially went through. I've used Afterpay quite a bit, and I think it's I love it. They're great. So I'm ex- I'm glad that deal finally went through. So those companies for digital wallets, Bitcoin by bitcoin ethereum by ethereum again other cryptos i don't deal with just stick and stay in the lanes there genomics the only company they talked about tied to genomics even though i didn't go over that that subject a ton was crispr so if you want to get into that crispr electric vehicles no point in doing anything but tesla autonomous ride hailing again nvidia is going to be a good stock for that and then of course tesla and i think that was it so tied to that report, those are the stocks I would, you know, I'm kind of thinking. Also tied to like the video game stuff, uh, the digital consumer section, Roblox and like C Limited. I don't own C Limited, but I've been looking at that one. It's kind of on a watch list of mine. Uh, so I've noticed more and more hedge funds, bigger, bigger money buying that. And they've, you know, I get it. The video game market, this big money be made there. So bam, that's the big ideas report. 
what a what a time it was. It's also fun. I there was also a good time to read that because I did most of reading that during the correction, like some of the worst parts of the correction. So anytime, just aside as we're getting out of here, um, you know, anytime that we're in a correction or things aren't go- are going south, do research, look stuff up, read why you're in the companies you're in. Again, I have a top ten I lay, lean into. So when things hit the fan, you're like, all right, well I love these companies. It's gonna be fine. I'll just l- add up. Lower some cost averages, just add to my add to my positions. But um, when things are going sideways, just research, you know, get more conviction, find out like, oh, yeah, that's why as these things were going down. I kept saying like, yeah, I know there's some outside factors, the Omicron and all that stuff. But these companies are still selling record stuff. I mean, bringing in record money, not all of them, of course, but the ones that, you know, the ones that we talk about for forever and ever and will again next week and the next week, and the next week. So that's it for me. Uh, Let's get out of here and let's make sure to plug the walking Apollo one more time. Make sure to check out their album on Spotify, Apple music, Google, all that fun stuff. Album is you are my pride and joy, etc. I was actually looking at their numbers too. They've been doing some pretty good numbers. So kudos. Hopefully that's some of you guys listening. If not, I'm going to take credit for it anyways. So if you want to advertise on this show, hit them DMs and I will, I will preach the good word. And I really don't care what your company is or your creative project is. Money talks, okay? Money talks and bullshit walks. We all know that. Alrighty. Enjoy. Enjoy.